0: So my favorite thing about what's your your favorite thing? Getting to see you, number one. But number two is getting to see your cat behind you is my favorite. Because my bed's behind me and then the cat's on the bed. Yeah, sweet kitty
1: boy. But you wanna know what we also see? Yeah. All of the people who came here. (laughs) Oh, so fucking many. We all the people who came from stories. With Sapphire, we see you. We greatly see you. There was a lot of you who came over here after her episode dropped with our ad in it. We see you. We appreciate you. We love you. You skewed the absolute fuck out of our numbers because Seriously. it was just like we were getting like, you know, probably we, uh, we're, we're new. We're new. Let's be honest. We're new. So, like, we were getting less yes. than 100 lessons and then all of a sudden... Why? Why did our graph just go shooting the fuck up? And like, straight for, up too. Yeah, like straight the fuck up. And I was asking Zoe. I was like, "What is ha-? like?" <laughs> the numbers kept going up. Like, I got on. I think it was like six hours. Yeah. I was in. No, I was in Virginia, <gasps> and I got were. on Friday morning, and it was like six hours later. Twenty-two listens, and I was like, "That's not right." What? We never like we get twenty-two listens after a couple of days, but like the first couple of hours, what? And then it was just like Zoe, Zoe. 20 more. Hey, oh hey, god, hey. twenty more! Oh my god, twenty more! Oh my god, twenty more! It's still going up. So all Seriously. of you, all welcome. of you from stories from with Sapphire, welcome. Um, we welcome. had a little We're ad swap. Here. She she and I conversed over um, email, and I helped her out getting some more interviews for her podcast. So that was pretty cool. She gave us a little hand handout for helping her. So sweet, sweet. Sapphire. Hello, thanks for joining us. Hope you will stay. And if you have any suggestions that you would like us to cover on our podcast. Please be sure to visit our website at www.haheribreallyknowher.com and there's a comment section where you can send us a, a suggestion and we will give you a shout out and we will cover that topic. Yes, please. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, that was right, beautiful. So so you, so you want to hear the adventure I, I mentioned yes. that I was in Virginia. Do you want to hear Okay, so I am, so I got a job in Chantilly, Virginia. I won't go into too much details about it because it's a government ish a government contracted job, right? So I'm just mm-hmm. that's just it's what it is. So I'll have to move up there, even though mid pandemic, like like the rule is that mm-hmm. once the pandemic's over, we get vaccinated, whatever. I have to go into the office. So, certainly, I, I figured why not just rip the band aid, just get up there, and then yeah. at my own convenience, get ready to go in whenever they say so. So, I mean, that makes sense. I, get settled, yeah, you know? Yeah, settled, and I don't have to worry about going to work and moving at the same time. So, I rented a car hmm Which, thank God I did that, because my poor little Honda, I don't know if it would have made it through the ice and shit. It would have been Probably not. So, I rented a car, and I drove up there. So, on the way up there, it's a nine and a half hour drive from Nashville to, I went to Centerville, Virginia. Centerville. And Centerville. It's either it's Center or Centra. It's C-E-N-T-R-E. Oh. So, I I, I, want, I think Center? people said Centerville. So, anyways. It's not a, a half-hour drive, but like I had to stop twice, so it was like a little over ten hours to get there, right? However, on the way up there, I swear to fucking God, I was so exhausted. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning to like sh- like rinse off, shower, pack up my bathroom stuff, and then like get out the door, right? but of course when you know you got to get up early you can't yeah. sleep well so oh, every i didn't single time yes i didn't sleep well so i was like i'm so fucking exhausted i don't want to drink coffee because i'm going to pee so i was just like fuck it i just got in the car and i left so four o'clock in the morning i'm like screaming down the i-40 right so nashville through mm-hmm. cookville through crossville through knoxville and then I have to hit eighty one, mm-hmm. so there is a stop at eighty one that I particularly like to stop at because my brother lived in Johnson City, which is take yeah. I forty, go up eighty one, then Johnson City. Yeah. So there's a stop there that I'm familiar with and I'm more comfortable stopping at. So I was like, I will, once I get there, I'll that'll be my breakfast and I'll gas up, blah blah blah. Yeah. So here's here's what happened. Here here let me give you some details real quick. Okay. The exits on I four on I eighty one when you yes. get off forty start at. One, okay. Okay. Yeah. So when you get off I forty, the exits are about four twenty. Okay. So you're seeing exits like four hundred and twenty, and then all of a sudden you start over at one. So the exit I get off at is exit four, Mm -hmm. and then I go to the gas station and get food, get gas, and I get back on the highway. Yeah. I was so fucking tired. Okay. As I was going to the highway, I saw signs for I forty. Asheville, North Carolina. Oh no! Which meant I was traveling back towards I forty, and I just thought it was so funny that there was another exit for I forty I forty Asheville, oh, but no. because I was behind a truck, I never saw the one that said I forty Knoxville. So I just kept going because I was so fucking tired. Didn't even. I was like, I'm just going the right oh, way. No. Also, the fact that there were three lanes headed yeah. back towards Knoxville should have been my clue because there's only occasionally three lanes on I. 81 towards yeah. virginia then i see a sign or I see exit signs that are like 402 398 and i'm like no. why how did i get from exit 4 to like 402 like what is happening i didn't realize until i got back to the suburbs of knoxville that i was going the wrong fucking direction i added yep 40 minutes to my trip because i drove 20 minutes in the wrong direction and when i tell you i flew off that oh fucking highway to get back on holy shit i was so fucking mad oh god be- i can't because it was it was a it was a genuinely short trip of like 40 81 66 boom i'm where i need to be so like it was right. only like three three highways so i was like i could do it no i didn't fucking do it so that was cool Awesome. So, oh, so anyways, no. I get there. It's a, pre- it's a really nice, pretty area. I'm so fucking mm-hmm. excited. It's, like, really pretty. Um, the buildings are super nice. Like, everyone oh. there is, like, wearing their masks. It's Hell so yeah. great. I saw nobody dick-nosing their masks. People were walking That's around so because it wild. wasn't shady. Yeah, there was really nice buildings for, like, conventions. I went up and saw my work, and it's, like, in a really pretty area. So... I got up there, got to my hotel, passed out for two hours, and I woke up and I was like, I need food. So I went and got ramen. That was cool. And I got to see a couple of other places. Mm-hmm. And it was just clean and nice. It was just clean and nice and everything just looked new and it was it was really pretty and it was really nice. And it was definitely different from Tennessee and I'm oh, for 100% sure. okay with that. So I went and visited three apartment complex while i was up there because that Mm -hmm. was my whole goal was to drive up there look for apartment complex so the first place i went to was the one i picked and was just phenomenal it was a little bit on the higher end overall however i could it was actually the cheapest for the first year Mm -hmm. given like the security deposits admins pet fees blah 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 yeah and the amenities and the services that they provided. So I'm not even gonna talk yes. about the other two places because they sucked ass. So <laughs> let me just tell you, let me just tell you about the like this place that is amazing, okay? Because I asked him because
0: I'm I'm like I have the worst luck with having neighbors who are fucking loud, especially the people yes. above me right now, Jim right? Christmas, literally then, everywhere you've ever lived has had like loud fucking neighbors. And
1: and then the apartment complex oh. says
0: absolutely but fucking nothing about it. So
1: one of my first questions to the guy who is a very nice gay man absolutely loved him it was amazing and it was great so he and i he was showing me all this stuff and i was telling him like there's no place like this in nashville there's no place like this in nashville so he i asked him what are the rules on quiet hours and he's like it's 24 7 be quiet and i was like i love this and i was like okay so what happens if someone's being loud he goes there's a 24 hour security personnel that you call and they will come and tell the person to be quiet and i was like i'm fucking sold i'm fucking sold like absolutely nothing the fuck else i care about i am fucking sold the second thing that i absolutely loved about that place is when i walked into the main building they have jellyfish in I their remember. office
0: that is so fucking cool
1: i Holy i shit. i walked in and i was like early and then they were like oh yeah know yeah, you can come in and i was like all right cool so i'm standing there and i'm just like mm-hmm. that's a tv screen no, wait a minute! I can see through that. What the fuck? And so I yelled. I was like, "Is that real?" And they were like, "Yeah."
0: I was like, <laughs> "I'm sold. I'm done. I don't even want to see anywhere else." And they were like, "They thought that was really funny."
1: I, I like, love I know.
0: that. That was your first response. Is is that real? Is that real? Like, I felt like I was 14 when I was like yelling that. I was like, "Who's that?" That's
1: but they the were best, real, though.
0: That's yeah. So they have cool.
1: they have that. They have a pet sitting service for free. Hell
0: they yeah! They just
1: they will they will watch your pet and come play with them. They have 24-hour access to, like, the gym and the clubhouse. You don't have to rent it. They also have, Mm -hmm. like, a kitchen and a grill that you can free access use. They have two beautiful pools. The whole apartment complex is absolutely fucking gorgeous. They have free trash service, so I don't have to leave the apartment, which was what I was, like, absolutely looking for as, as, like, a single woman moving to that area. You know, what amenities will help reduce the amount of times that I have to leave my apartment. And they they just have it. They just have it all, right? They also have a 24-hour maintenance so if something Ooh. breaks in the middle of the night oh shit, someone can come better. yes so i was like no that's fucking perfect so there was that their gym's really nice their facilities are just 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 gorgeous absolutely gorgeous i love the whole place they have nice pretty ponds and whatnot the buildings were like blue and gray so that they were really pretty like pretty building colors yes you know. it, it was just it was not run down like all the cars there like my car will be the nastiest <laughs> oldest car when i move up there holy shit yes i'm not jo- like the guy who was dry like have like a awful car no i don't everything was like brand new fords jeeps uh the guy who i was touring with he drove a mercedes like a like a sedan like super holy nice mercedes shit. holy shit he, and he was like in a suit and tie and everything i was like hmm showing up with fucking boots and a bum-ass jacket. (laughs) Jesus. So all the cars there were just brand new, immaculate. Mine's probably, hands not going to be the oldest, nastiest one there. Uh, Amazing. 10 out of 10. And I went and toured the other two places and they didn't have what the first place had and they were more expensive in the first year or cheaper, but but cheaper in the first year. So I was like... "Mm." I went this other place, so I came back, and he was so excited.
0: I came back, and I was like, "I just want the jellyfish." Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, because you definitely you sent me a selfie with the jellyfish. I wall. did. I'll post and that I was like, on what Instagram. Is that? Real
1: fucking jellyfish. <laughs> I was like, so cool. I just I just kept telling him, like, "There's no place like this in Nashville that has all of this, and then you don't no. have to pay for it, and it's as gorgeous as it is." Like one Seriously. of the other places I went to, they were like, "If you want to use a cup house, it's a two hundred dollar rent." And I was like, "Ew!" I think the fuck not hell no. no so that should definitely be included in your rent
0: because
1: yeah so this place is super cool and i'm filling out the paperwork for that and i will be moving up there march 12th and you will be Ooh. helping me with kevin i will it's gonna be great cool, I'm
0: cool? Excited. so i'm really yeah, so excited I picked, to see it
1: oh I'm, i cannot wait to show you the jellyfish ugh, like i told so them good. i was like when i bring my friends up here i'm gonna show them the jellyfish first thing so when i when i was touring that morning i was just praying that the weekend that i chose wasn't gonna uh-huh. be a shit weekend it fucking iced like crazy uh-huh. like as soon as i got in my car yeah. that morning i was like oh fuck i left virginia with my car encased in ice and it took probably 3 hours to get yep. out of the north for the ice to actually start ripping off my car and i was like good lord oh shit so Wee. i i drove back the next day like literally i like i filled out the That's application and me. i told him i was like i need like time for this time for that and i was like i'll email you you call me like whatever you need and then i got in the car and left and started driving
0: back. Crazy. Like yes, that's and I the made... thing that was the craziest about the whole trip is you're like, I'm gonna drive up there on this day and come back the next. And I was like, Why? Why? Because I'm cheap. I mean, I understand, but <laughs> Yeah. I ended up getting like fifty dollars back on my car rent
1: because I got oh, it back. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'll just it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm it's not fine. doing shit. I'll just do the fuck out. Sleep. It's fine. Y- yeah. So eh. there we are. I like
0: your cat. <laughs> yeah, I do too he's really dumb instead of just walking across me he walked behind me on the couch so that's fine
1: that's a cat thing so yeah, but w- you want to know what's not a cat thing what spooky stories that was my <laughs> do segue do that do. was the-
0: That's okay. I don't know if you could hear Frederick, but he just did the like purry noise, purry no, loud meow. So I couldn't I hope hear that it.
1: comes through. I hope it does too. Do.
0: Okay, so are we ready to flip a coin? Yeah, as we do here on this show. Yes, we. You want? Yes, we do booty ass. Okay, I like that sigh. Those are I live for those. Get them, get them. Heads, I go first. <gasps> yes, because I want to learn about the thing that you're doing. Actually, I. I, about it. I
1: really wanted to go first because mine's kind of a segue into yours. <gasps> segue. Which is really cool. So before we start, if you like what yeah. we do and you appreciate what we do what we do, and stutter a lot on our podcast, apparently, you can Same. support us for a small, measly fee of either $5 or $7 on patreon.com slash hot her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. One is a basic support and then one is additional features like you get access to our notes. You get a sticker and a nice handwritten note for us. And as yeah. soon as Zoe is out of the shithole that is school this semester we'll probably be doing a little (laughs) bit more we also have bonus patreon episodes that we are absolutely getting back into which is absolutely great and we're we're actually starting to deviate a little bit away from paranormal per se and delving into uh a lot more interesting topics that are popping up and whatnot so
0: agreed Yes.
1: It's going to be really, I mean, really it's interesting. It's still
0: paranormal. It's just like a different facet of the paranormal gem, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like it's not like specifically haunted places
1: anymore. It's like the like topics. Yeah. And specific things around paranormal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So I, Kitty Groves, will be covering the Majestic 12. <gasps> that was the longest inhale of my life because I'm
0: <gasps> so excited.
1: <laughs> well, like the Discord's kind of cutting out and it's not picking up like, some of the things you say. So I just saw your head oh. movement and I was like, Is she, what is she are you doing? are you choking? Are you are you good? So having a stroke? What's happening? So Blake actually, Blake the Snake, he actually helped me out with this topic because I was like, hey, what goes good with Zoe's topic? And he was like, try Majestic Twelve, and I read it and I was like, Holy shit, yes. So we're gonna cover 10
0: it. Ten out of ten.
1: So it's called the Majestic Twelve or MJ-12 for short. Right. Ooh. So Mission so the All Twelve. No <laughs> Jay's for genius. So, Michael Jordan 12? <gasps> Stop it. Michael <laughs> Jackson, how dare you? So MJ from Spider-Man. Um, Mary Jane. All right, we're done with this. So an organization. Okay, so what is Majestic 12? It's, That's a great it question. It is an organization that was allegedly formed as a secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials under U.S. President Harry S. Truman as an executive order in order to investigate and facilita- facilitate recovery of alien spacecrafts
0: in 1947 oh my god 1947 what happened in 1947 zoe so many fucking things happened in 1947
1: but what was what was the the alien thing in 1947 you should know this you just oh, covered it in 1947 you, you just covered it i'll give you a hint Nuh-uh.
0: you covered it really yes i don't remember dates Crosswell. So Roswell. Well, there's also a lot of things that correlate in 1947 in my notes, so that's why I was like, "What? What? 19- oh, are you okay. sure? Is it 1947?"
1: Okay. Yes. It is. So, okay. So this this apparently was a committee formed around the Roswell incident because it was like the first like big major like U.S. cover up recovering yeah. alien art or alien bodies and space co- not even artifacts, but like yeah alien shit so this alien was shit. Like, uh, alien shit just whatever yeah uh, so th- this this started the spawn so this majestic 12 is is thought to have spawn because mm. of the roswell incident right okay so let's go into the history of it let's let's talk about it let's go on the history you know aliens we'll do the aliens yes. history guy right like i'll put it's the hands aliens. up aliens right you did it better than me thank you that's okay you're welcome so the knowing hows about the majestic 12 are actually emerged in the 1980s when ufologists rallied around the fact that the roswell ufo incident was a cover-up by the government so even yes. even 20 30 years later it was still going on that roswell was a cover-up like UFOologists were still oh, like gaining ground like still like going at it like it, it still has not gone away that they still remember that it's going on so around this incident it became speculated that there was an upper tier of government officials in charge of alien ships that was sparked from the Roswell incident, right? Makes total so, sense to me. I'm on board. Okay. So in
0: 1948,
1: a documentary producer ha, by the name of, I think his name is Jane Shandera, mm. received okay. an envelope. Postmarked from New Mexico, containing an underdeveloped film that was slipped through his mail slot one evening while he was reading a magazine at his home. So he's sitting in his house chilling, and all of a sudden, uh-huh. just a just a piece of mail just goes through his front door and Makes it is that,
0: like, Cliche click noise. Yes, and it's click, click.
1: so. He shows it to his friends, and one of his friends was. I'll get there in a minute what his name was. It's not on my page right now. So, shows it to his friends, and they're like, develop it, develop it, develop it. So, they develop it. And what was on the films was it showed eight images that were pages from a document that appeared to be briefing papers of Operation Majestic 12 written in 1952. So, the the Majestic 12 was formed in 1947. This document that was pictures were taken of were 52. Gotcha. Okay, so the documents describe that of a secret committee of 12 officials, which was ordered by Truman. It listed the 12 members of the MJ-12, but I'm just going to just go through these. Okay. Lloyd Berkner, Detlev Bronk, Van- Oh, God. You're doing great. Oh, shit. Van- I believe in you. Vanirvar Bush, which he is an inventor and engineer, head of the U.S. Office of Scientific Research and Development during World War II. We have James Ooh. Forrestal... Gordon Gray, Ros- Roscoe H. Helen Cotenter, that one's rough. Bless you. Jerome-, <laughs> Jerome Clark Hunsaker, Donald H. Menzel, which he's, he has a PhD. Mm. He's a theoretical astrophysicist and avid oh, UFO yeah. debunker. Robert Ooh. M. Montague, Sidney Sowers, which was the first director of the CIA, Nathan okay. F. Twining, and Hoyt Vandenberg. So oh, these were okay. top officials, top, top, like tippy top, you know, like well-known, well-to-do, okay. tippy tip tip. So the pages thereafter describe that of several incidents, vague vague incidents, So like the, you, you can put two and two together and figure out which incidents they're talking about. But they're very vague, uh, describing these incidents of alien spa- spacecraft's eyewitnesses or mm. crash landing on Earth, i.e. Roswell is one of the incidents described Certainly. in this document, right? And how the U.S. handled the cover-up. And spacecraft extraction of the different inst- uh, incidents, so like how okay. they were able to do it, blah blah blah. So it's eight pages of this stuff, oh, and shit. it this this kind of became colloquially known as they were the first men in black, right? Ooh, Ooh so there you go. So that's a little segue into Zoe's uh, topic.
0: It also segu. So wait, what did you say? Segu, Goo? Yes, segu. Segu like, is mispronouncing Segway. Oh. Yeah, the host okay, thank you. or co host of, uh, and that's why we drink, one of them mispronounced Segway. Called <sighs> it Segu. So, it just, it makes me laugh. Okay. Thank so, you for that little pop culture welcome. reference that I don't, I don't even know how Segway is spelled, so. Like Segu.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to Google it later while you're talking. Okay. So, it also explained how the cover-up went down in Roswell. Okay. Uh, how to exploit alien tech and how the U.S. should deal with future alien like not like invasions but like yeah like incidents or like contact or whatever like that so that was the first document right like the big the big heavy hitter like holy shit later on some of shandra's colleagues all right so here we go so Staten t Friedman and -hmm. bill moore bill moore is the one who was like kind of like the the spearhead into like Developing this and, like, searching the archives and, like, really driving this home to, like, really dig into it, right? Yeah. Said that they were sent an anonymous message about what is called the Cutler Twinning Memo. Now, Twinning is one of the Majestic 12. So he's apparently one of the ones on this committee, right? So they got an anonymous message about this memo in 1985. The memo was written by President Eisenhower's assistant, Robert Coulter. Okay. And it was addressed to General Nathan F. Twinning that had a reference to the Majestic Twelve in it. Okay. So that okay. was one document supporting the Majestic Twelve document. Okay. Another, I'm at, at another time, a man named Richard Doty, or Dotty, I'm not quite sure, who claimed to be a part of the United States Air Force Office of Special Investigations told filmmaker Alinda Moulton Howie that the Majestic Twelve story was in fact true. He produced documents somewhere, I guess, out of his ass, that showed the Seems proof of the existence. Viable. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, this showed the proof of existence of small gray humanoid aliens that originated from the Zeta Reticuli star system. Let ah. just throw that in there real quick. Um, he later promised footages of the UFOs, later provi- promised footage of USOs, there we go, and okay. an interview with an alien, but this, these films were never produced or presented so course, it was kind of like who, who the fuck was this guy later on it's a little bit later in 1996 a document by the name of mj-12 group okay. special operations manual extraterrestrial entities and technology recovery and disposal begin circulating amongst the ufo community mm-hmm. um you can buy this on amazon oh shit it's it's really weird it is it looks like official government papers that have been kind of like xeroxed or scanned for those of you don't know what that is um and it it's it's it looks super like 1940s 1950s document and it says like top secret on it but you can buy it which is really weird yeah it is labeled strange it says top secret on the front of it which is so it's so weird so it talks about recovery operations and the security and the tech needed to recover the ufo right Receiving and handling extraterrestrial materials, it identifies which biological entities that are being dealt with based on the anatomy. So, like, is it the greys? Is it... I don't, I don't know. You would probably have a better idea of, like, the different aliens that the yeah. people know about. I,
0: I feel like I got a book... When I was younger. Yeah? That did I just unlock a memory that you didn't know you had? Yeah. (laughs) Sort of. Like, it was one of those from, like, the book fair that was, like, have you been abducted by an Mm. alien? And, like, went through what, like, if you have weird scars that you don't know where they came from on your hands and shit like that, which I do. Back of your neck. Yeah. Yep. I remember that book now. I don't know where it is. But I had it. Okay, cool. All (laughs) right now i know where your alien
1: interest comes from and here we are and why, <laughs> why i don't want to be doing this but yet yeah, you want to proceed so anyways proceed. identifying ufo ufos based on specifications right mm-hmm. so this is what this whole book entails you can find it on amazon and it's like a couple bucks I don't i'm know. gonna
0: look that up because i bet i fucking had one what or well not that but like some sort of i'm gonna look at it regardless I'm curious.
1: Look, oh yeah, you can. There's like a couple like demo pages you can look on <sighs> Amazon. It's also there. I put a link okay. of it into my notes. Hell okay. yeah, ten out of ten. So, okay, so we have we have the original the original document of the majestic twelve right that yeah. came from the underdeveloped, and then we have the uh, the memo. We have this man who came forward. We have another document of the special group's operation manual. Okay, so we had all okay. this stuff that came forward. Right. So this is this is the evidence that proves this was a thing yes now let me let me do the devil's advocate i have to tell you about like the people who came forward and was like no this is fucking bullshit certainly philip j class does okay. that ring a bell
0: does it that doesn't. ring a bell
1: okay well it should but i'll jog oh. your memory all right um this is the second time he's appeared on our podcast he also was a part of the walton abduction of the logger guy yeah okay in episode 15 yeah um class also was the one who went to the walton abduction and tried to poke holes in it oh it was that dude that like he y-
0: loved okay i'm
1: following yeah so you. he was like the uh, debunker where um so let me let me i'll just start with my notes so he's a very well-known ufo extra extraterrestrial debunker and it's theorized he was actually hired by the u.s government to try and poke holes in stories to discredit people And for the general public to not believe it, so that's what exactly what he did in the Walton instance too. Exactly, so that's why I I brought that up. So he he's now inserted himself into the Majestic Twelve documents and is trying to debunk it. So whether or not he's actually hired was hired by the the U.S. to debunk these stories or Mm -hmm. try and poke holes for the mass public to not believe we don't know but here he is again trying to debunk and this is what he kind of had to say about it so class looked at the cutler twinning memo uh to which he found that truman's signature was a photocopy and pasted from the original signature that truman wrote to oh here's that name again Vannevar bush Uh in 1947 so what that says is he basically someone took a photocopy of truman's Mm -hmm. signature from another memo and put it on this memo so i don't know how in the hell he figured that out that one out or unless he looked at every single memo written by truman and was like oh yeah you can because it mentioned like having scratch marks through the signature and they were exactly the same but it's like how the fuck did you see that like i don't i don't know so yeah like is that
0: your specialty like
1: guess. I fucking guess but he That's pointed weird. that out and it was really interesting. He also pointed out that the way the document was written for the time was not in the same format as the actu- as actual government official documents mm. nor did it follow Truman's format.
0: Okay. And
1: and the document is marked top secret, which fun fact, those classification codes were not used until the Nixon administration. Oh shit. Yep. So I was
0: okay, like, Oh, that's f- fair. Oh
1: fuck. Oh fuck. Okay. So that's a little sketchy. Right. It's a little sketchy. He proclaimed that the doc- the documents were so ridiculously flawed that even the Soviets or the Chinese intelligence would not be fooled by this. Like they would even yeah. they would see that they were fake. Class even accused Shandera and more of falsifying these documents to see if former military associates would come forward and verify some truth to these documents. Ooh. Right. Because, like, later on down the line, yeah. we always get, like, government officials who are like, I used to work for the CIA. Governments are real, but I'm going to blur out my face and have a completely fucked up voice. So and maybe no they won't
0: realize who it is. But right. They so,
1: do. but it could be a paid actor. We don't know. So that was, that was another accusatory thing that went on. Uh-huh. Um you can hmm. read a special report called The the New Bogus Majestic 12 Documents, basically going into t- detail about the whole thing and breaking down all the details and how they're bogus and fake and blah, 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 and all of his fine things in it. Um, I put a link in my notes to that, so Very anybody good. who has access to the notes, you can also just Google The New Bogus Majestic 12 Documents, and that whole thing will come up, and you can read that. It's free to read. Well. So then after after class went into it, okay? Yes. The FBI and oh, the Air shit. Force. Yeah, the Air The Air Force went into it because at some point some dude came forward and was like, "Yeah, I'm from the Air Force." And the Air Force was like, "Who the fuck is that? We don't know <laughs> that guy." So That's not so our the guy. Who's that? That's the, who the fuck is that? So the FBI and the Air Force did a little bit of investigation on the MJ12 and the documents that mysteriously showed the fuck up one morning. Mm-hmm. They were trying to find out if someone had leaked these documents and tried to find the whistleblower which of course we all know that the US government does not like whistleblowers.
0: Oh yeah, so, you are very correct.
1: Exactly. So, the Air Force came forward and said that no such group had ever been created. So, like the Majestic 12 oh. was they they were like that's not real but like they get to say whatever the hell they want. So, can we really believe yeah. them? I don't know cuz like <laughs> anyways. So, the FBI got their their hands on a copy of the documents. That the end M- of the MJ 12, right? Because they were okay. in circulation, so it wasn't like it was hard to find. You can right, Google actually it. Google the MJ 12 documents and you can find them, right? And and then the FBI also has a copy of them and posted them on their vault because it's like oh, vault.fbi.gov yeah. and you can actually look at documents that they have. You can That's find, so cool. yeah, you can find. I posted the link of that too. A uh, vault, yeah, vault.fbi.com majestic percent. 2012. Oh, that's cool. So, basically, what the FBI wrote is not basically. It's actually officially they wrote. The document is completely bogus. You can s- oh. search the vault. So when you find when you find the document on the FBI vault, they wrote the word bogus oh. on every single document. Oh shit. Okay. So it's like, oops. All right. So that's cool. So big rip. But what's what's interesting though, and what someone else kind of pointed out. Is that there are certain parts of the document that are redacted?
0: Oh, yeah, like were they black shit out? Why? Why would you redact something that's bogus? Exactly.
1: So why are they redacting shit on the document? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. No. So that's something that's really that someone dumb. pointed out. Like it might be false, but why do they blur shit out? Woo! So like that's that. so that's that's the entirety of the majestic twelve. Basically, okay. there is there is um belief that are, there is a higher tier of government and certainly they're they're the ones that are in the backgrounds you know pulling the puppet strings of what are we doing with aliens now so supposedly it's a hoax all of it's a hoax yeah but who is to blame for starting this false information that is where we go next so okay. we have to talk about that a little bit some believe that it was a, all originated by Moore, because he was the one that, as I said, was spearheading the whole, like, let's search, right. let's delve into it, let's develop the film, like, let's let's look into it. So people believe that Moore was the, he was the biggest conspiracy theorist of all of them. Um, he, or, and then who depending on who you ask, you know, maybe Moore was not to blame, maybe it was somebody else. Mm-hmm made up these original documents, and then further created more documents to try and support the original documents to further string along the story. Okay, So so that's kind of, like, one of the theories of, like, oh, well, it's the UFOs. They did it because they wanted to be – because it's a community, right? You know, it's a bunch of people who get together talk about UFOs, and everyone wants to stand out and, like, you know, have their claim to fame. So they wanted to have either, you know, a U.S. A US military person come forward and say, well, well, that's not exactly true, but, like – this version's true, so true. that, or they just wanted to have a name amongst the stars, right?
0: Yeah. However. I mean, that all makes okay. sense.
1: Yeah. So, however, though, however, however. Yes. There's also suspicion that the government has this sort of organization in the government, and it is trying to deflect notice of ah. UFOs and their involvement in it. So, yeah. some people think it's the government. The UFO mm. community believes that there is a disinformation campaign to discredit those who are trying to seek the truth of Certainly. it all, right? Yeah. So this this class guy, that is, he's one of them, right? That people think that he's coming through to discredit, make everybody look crazy. Like, obviously, this is a fake. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, who wouldn't even believe it? Like, some Fox News bullshit. So some believe that those under... That those underdeveloped films were that that were dropped off, right, were mm-hmm. actually intentionally created to be fake and dropped off on
0: purpose. Yeah. Right. So actually, like, so what what time frame are we talking for those those being dropped off? Just to make sure that I'm making sense in my head. Um. That
1: was. 1985.
0: So, no, okay. no. 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 Ah, 1984. Ah, well, I just scroll back up in my notes. 1984 okay. is when the the notes were dropped off through the door okay so all right yeah that, so, that makes sense like the government trying to m- still almost would you say mirage something because mm-hmm. 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 like it wasn't about that
1: time that like science fiction started to become more popular yes like with books and the comics and mm-hmm. sci-fi and all that fun stuff so that's what the Uf- ufo community believed um so, they, they planted it on purpose only to yeah. be discovered that they were fake. And people like class, like I said, um, would have more, have have the general populace think that the UFO community is just crazy and then take their eyes mm-hmm. off of incidents like Roswell. Because honestly,
0: I wouldn't put it past, past the U.S. government to do some shit oh, like no. this. Not at all. Definitely not at all. <laughs> because, I, I mean, even then, the idea, like, society looks down so much on people who believe in UFOs or like any paranormal stuff like it's, it's becoming more popularized and more okay but for a really long time it was like oh, it's the devil oh you like those things okay cool bud and then it's like and then, and then we're sweetie, not gonna talk little Susie. you don't get to go over to th- that man's house no <laughs> like that's not uh, not a good thing we're just
1: not gonna do all that okay. so yeah so that's that's the majestic 12 that is the entirety of it that's kind of Start to finish all the hoop walls about it. I put a bunch Holy of links heck. in my notes. Put a bunch of links in my notes about what where I got my stuff from and some of the uh, documents that you can read. Beautiful. Uh, about the Majestic 12. And you can actually read.
0: Those documents? You can actually
1: read, yeah, the, the, the Majestic 12 documents from the, like, yeah. even though it says bogus written across them, you can still right. read, like, oh, that one's obviously, like, Roswell. And there was another one that an aircraft saw a flying a, a formation of nine flying saucers. And about that incident and how they were just like, oh, we're gonna, we're just gonna say it's weather balloons. So ah, yep, sounds about right. That's yep. pretty consistent. Weather balloons, love them. Well. well, well, so that's that's so that's a little bit of a, a little little segue into yours. I thought Beautiful that was really segue. cool. Yeah, because Blake gave me a couple uh, a couple of topics to talk mm-hmm. about, and I was like, no, this one, this one's gonna go great.
0: Yeah, this actually fits
1: it's... really really well.
0: But yes. before you start, yes, please.
1: We're at mid-roll. Okay, so at this part of the podcast is where we give shout-outs to our Patreon members. And this week, we do have our newest Patreon member, Blake the Snake. He's the one that actually makes all of our music. Intro
0: and extra music, sweet
1: boy. Well, the intro music is the extra music. He makes the interlude.
0: I mean, (laughs) we just said the same thing. I just had extra words.
1: <laughs> so Blake the Snake has has helped us out tremendously. He's he's made our music. He's actually helped us make our website. So he actually yes. subscribed to our Patreon because he's. I asked him why. I was like, why? And he was like, I wanted to I wanted to see your 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 links. He wants to see the notes. He wants to see the links to the notes. That's what I, I asked him that, and that's what he said. I was like, I literally could have just added you. He's like, no. Nah, and then you get some you you get some bucks. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. You're cool. Thanks. So, Thanks for the mic. So, thanks thanks to Blake the Snake for being our newest Patreon member. So, if you want to support us in the easiest way possible. If you're on iTunes, definitely be sure to leave us a five-star review if you could and leave us just a little friendly like, "Oh, they're 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 okay. They're pretty cool." They're pretty, review pretty on, okay. on Apple, pretty okay. On <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and if you're on Spotify, I I'm, I'm like Dragon. If you're, you're on Spotify, great be sure to smash that follow button and everywhere else that you're listening to us if you could please just do the thing that would help us out tremendously. Be very lovely. Do the thing. Do the thing. Okay, Zoe Kinnolton, tell me what your topic is today that I've been talking about, segueing or however else you say that fucked up way into your
0: podcast So we're going to talk about this week, the men in black. do do. See, the only Mm -hmm.
1: thing that I know about the men in black is the movie Men Mm -hmm. in Black and then like just a co- couple of other like cameos of, of stories where the men in black show up. So tell me
0: Certainly. all about so, it. So the men in black are always associated with UFOs, always, always, always. Um, they don't show up anywhere else in any sort of other thing. It's always people who are very outspoken publicly about UFOs that get visited. So nice. I think that's really interesting. Nice. So the men in black, I'm going to tell you what they look like and how they like appear. They, they're in black suits. Yeah. There's more to it than that? Yes. Oh. There's a lot more to it than that. Okay. So they always show up unannounced. Always. They never have an appointment. They just show up. They always wear- the US government. Yeah, right? (laughs) Right? Once we get into, like, Sean Lazar, or Bob Lazar, and, like, all those other things, yes, you will understand that. Okay, cool. So they always wear matching black business suits with, like, your black ties, your black shoes, like, your fancy thing, like- when, when you watch a TV show that has, like, a procedural crime drama, those things where you see, like, your FBI person, they're always in, like, the black suits, like, the quote unquote cheaply made black suits, that's basically uh-huh. what they wear. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. They present themselves only as men. There's not been a female man in black, which, interesting, you know, here we are. That's fine. It's, it's the not 40s. not equally represented. <laughs> oh, no, this isn't just the 40s, my dude. This is all the way through till today. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. They always say that they're working for some sort of government agency, be it the FBI, CIA, or some other undisclosed group. Like they'll flash a badge, but they don't like let you inspect the badge. They That's just, bullshit. Like, if yes. they don't, yep. If
1: they do not, not let day. you read it, you don't fucking say a word because I have dealt with right. government officials, and they will hold it for as long as you say, "Okay, I'm good." Mm-hmm. They have very to do cool that.
0: About it. Ugh. Okay. So they will vary in race or ethnicity. But their builds are always very similar. They always travel in pairs. so there's always at least two of them, sometimes three. They're never a singular man in black. What it has to fuck? be two or more, which I thought was really kind of sketchy and weird. that's that is weird. That's really weird. Yes. so their weight is usually like a like looking at them, you'd estimate between 170 and 190. and they always complement each other. So if you have more like one dudes like more on the heavy huskier side, The other one's more on the huskier side. And like they're the same height, basically, like right around the same height. And they look very normal. They're usually in the age range between early 50s to, or excuse me, early 30s to late 50s. And they're either completely bald or have very, very low cut hair. They have no tattoos. They have no piercings. They have no scars that are visible. And some people say that... They have, like, waxy skin. They're not very emotive Ew. at all. They, Ew. they don't really emote, which is kind of gross. These, like, Ugh. fucking test tube babies. This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's one of the theories. Ugh. Ugh. When they arrive, they're always in some sort of a sensible black vehicle, usually a car or a van. Ooh. Their main purpose is, of course, to suppress the public knowledge of aliens and their visitation to Earth. So, Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's understandable. Do they, like, whip out
1: the little, like,
0: the little, like, stick
1: thing and they, like, flash them in their memories?
0: No. I mean, I'll read you some personal experiences later that that can, like, we can argue about it. Uh, Okay, cool. All right, cool. That works. (laughs) I'm down. So there's different theories about what the men in black actually are. And I found two different distinctions online, like, lowercase men in black is, like, quote-unquote the human version and then the capitalized men in black like capitalizing yeah. it makes yeah. it like alien creatures which i didn't really like that distinction excuse- was a little excuse yeah. me yes
1: excuse me so there's aliens that are men in black potentially so
0: <laughs> let, let, let me tell you these theories okay right. tell me the things so, tell me the, the things. first one is that they're aliens disguising themselves as people okay which is when you would use capitalization so some believe that they have, you know, of course, their awkward mannerisms or their lack of emoting, like showing any kind of human emotion. Like Excuse they can me, say sir.
1: Some, can I have ketchup for my apple?
0: Yes. Mr. <laughs> ketchup with apple over here. Maybe black eyed kids are just child versions of men in black. Because you remember mm. when I told you the, the black eyed kid stories and there was two dudes in a black van in black suits and oh the kids my got in the fucking god van. holy that? shit yes what if that's just their Uh-oh. form what if
1: <laughs> yes what if they're being trained oh, for the men in black oh, Dude, you god. just fucking you uh, just fucking
0: i didn't like oh that. my that god okay. okay no all right let's all right okay let's go <sighs> yeah moving on So, people think that they're aliens because of their inability to emote, uh, their weird mannerisms, their single-minded focus on getting people to stop pursuing UFO sightings or UFO, UFO research, as well as their ability to just vanish completely after their visit. With, like, no proof that they were there. Yeah,
1: because a lot of people like will just turn one way and turn back, and they're completely fucking gone. Yep, just
0: like with Black Eyed Kids. Oh, stop making I'm upset. that. Stop, stop making that connection. How so, dare you? A second theory is that the men in black are actually machines. Okay. So some people believe that they're similar to like androids or like humanoid robots, whatever, which would explain the lack of emotion and strange mannerisms. But that being the case, that's they first appeared in the, in the 1940s. So I feel like that's a little. Too, too early the 1940s yeah so and of course the most popular theory is that they're government officials which makes the most sense to me i mean yeah i mean i talked to some government
1: officials and they're
0: pretty fucking awkward yes and very like don't know how to emote properly so i mean it makes sense to me yeah yeah if you're hanging around enough
1: people you won't know how to emote true enough so there you go
0: so it's believed that the men in black are government workers that are sent into the homes of outspoken individuals who perceived as a threat and which that also would explain why they use intimidation tactics instead of just outright murder because they work for the government and the government's not supposed to kill its own people but here we are (laughs) okay supposed to supposed to supposed to not do that but i mean if it was an accident ah. i mean he just tripped down the stairs he fell I don't don't know. He just fell. fell And then fell on 17 knives. (laughs) Ooh, fell down 17 stairs on 17 (laughs) knives. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Oops. Okay. So the first person to ever report an encounter with the men in black was a man named Albert K. Bender. Mr. Bender was born in Pennsylvania in 1921. He served in the U.S. Army during World War II as a stateside dental technician. And after an honorable discharge, he relocated to Bridgeport, Connecticut.
1: Oh, nice. That's where
0: I'm from bridgeport or just connecticut
1: Uh, just connecticut no okay i'm from i was about to say that'd
0: be fucking wild
1: not from wallingford
0: no bless you (laughs) i don't know anything about connecticut Nah, i don't either so go ahead oh fair there's 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 nothing uh, there's uh, okay this is related every time i think about connecticut you might get offended i always think of (laughs) like how they taught us how to spell it which was connect i cut no that's fair that's what i that's i i don't know how to spell connecticut
1: to be honest i get
0: i get really fucking lucky yeah so here we are uh well mr bender worked in connecticut connecticut as in a scissor factory (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) insert lesbian joke (laughs) Uh. Uh. beautiful okay all right but but he may have worked he may have worked in a scissor factory (sighs) his real passion his real passion was the paranormal yes (laughs) yes get it mr bender in that scissor factory (laughs) (laughs) bender and the scissor factory that sounds like a i barely know her oh lord oh (laughs) got him oh shit okay it's all it's all good so bender founded the International Flying Saucer Bureau in 1952. That's, That's pretty cool. President. Isn't that nifty? That's pretty there nifty. There were about 600 international members who worked together to create a quarterly journal that they titled the Space Review, where they listed and detailed UFO sightings and offered, like, theories about them. Um, so okay. that, that was kind of fancy. That's pretty cool. Right? That's a little spiffy. That's pretty yeah. neat. Pretty, pretty nifty. For a guy that works at a scissor factory...
1: In Connecticut.
0: Yeah. Soon after Bender became, like, soon after his like founding and like starting this thing, he and it's like actually taking off. Yeah, like it's 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 doing pretty well. He started to get really ill, like strange illnesses. He would get weird phone calls all times of the day, and he would feel like he was being watched intently. Oh fuck! If you feel like you're being watched, you're being watched. Being watched. Ugh. So this coincided with a crazy, just, like, epidemic amount of UFO sightings all over southern Connecticut. So I thought that was kind of
1: I didn't know that.
0: Mm, it's kind of weird. Did, I didn't know that, even though southern Connecticut, that's like, yeah. what, a couple acres? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not really that far from northern Connecticut, to be real. Put them. Um, okay. <laughs> Ooh. So in November of 1952, Bender realized that there was a strange man with glowing eyes watching him as he walked home. Eh. Uh. Uh-huh. Eh. Yep. mm mm-hmm. uh. Yep. Here we are. Your eye, sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir. You okay? some wrong. <laughs> Do you need some eye drops? <laughs> <laughs> so as he, like, noticed this guy, he was walking home from a movie. He sees this dude. He's like, oh, he's following me and he's watching me. Immediately after, or well, not immediately, but like several days, weeks later, he reported being telepathically hypnotized. So he then, oh, you're, he's fucked. <laughs> he is he's so, so fucked. fucked. He's Ooh, done. You do shit like, talk aliens. Oh Christ! Like Ooh. this is this is the first time this is like happened and is being reported. So he's he's like, well, what do I do? Do I stop? Fuck no. Huh. So good, he, good on him. I guess. At that point, after being hypnotized. He started to report to his friends and family, there is a stench of burning sulfur in my attic bedroom. What the fuck? Uh Uh-huh. Burning sulfur? Burning sulfur, almost as if it's a demon. There's another theory I didn't mention to you, that some of the men in black are demonic beings. So I th- I thought that was kind of interesting. What's the relation of that, bro? I don't what even is know. the
1: relation with that? Because yeah, because it's sulfur. I didn't yeah. even go to demons because we're on fucking aliens over yeah. here.
0: Well, I mean, I just here we are. Okay, maybe they're all one and the same. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So at this point, Bender was desperate. He wrote in the Space Review about the theory of simultaneous thought projection of the hundreds of IS, excuse me, IFSB members. What is that? It's his organization that he the Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh okay. The, the acronym. International Flying Saucer Bureau, that one. Okay, okay, back in. Gotcha, gotcha. yeah So wait, wait, wait. So back up. What? Okay. What? Okay. Did, what? So he wrote about simultaneous thought projection, right? Because okay. he believed that the aliens were telepathic creatures. Right. That was something he fully believed, especially after being telepathically hypnotized. So, he thought if all of us at once, every, all 600 of us that are a part of this organization at the same day, at the same time, think this one phrase, we'll get through to them. So he wrote oh. about it in his space review. Okay. So all the people read it. He ended up getting some information that, okay, people are going to do this with me. Cool. So the day arrived, March 15th, 1953, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everyone would think at the same time... Calling occupants of interplanetary craft. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft that have been observing our planet Earth. We of IFSB wish to make contact with you. We are your friends. And they would just do that. Just think that over and over for like a couple minutes. Right? Oh my god. That gives me a little chills. Yeah, I'm a little goose over here. So this is a holiday that's still observed by many UFO enthusiasts every single March 15th. That's pretty cool. Right? Isn't that fancy? That's pretty fancy. Pretty 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 nifty. So, sadly, Bender's message did not go to plan. His rooms still smelled like sulfur, and he was still being telepathically ordered to cease delving into matters that were not his concern.
1: Good. Okay. So, does he describe how that came across? Like, was he hearing that in
0: his head? Like, um, from what I understood, yeah, he would just he would be in the middle of something, and then all of a sudden, he would get a stray thought or something that felt like it was impressioning on him. That was like, hey, quit, stop doing what you're doing. This is not your concern. Like that kind of thing. Okay, so like, a, so like an intrusive an intrusive thought that does not feel like your own. Yes. So about this time, in addition to the smell of sulfur, a yellow mist would start to gather in his attic, coinciding with the sulfur smell. Bro, did he like take pictures? I didn't find any. uh So, well, that'll actually be explained. He may have taken pictures. I don't know. Okay. Undeterred. Even with the fucking mist showing up, I'd be like, okay, time to, like, save the house and fucking move. But no, this bitch, he's like, well, he announced in the July issue of the Space Review, or he announced that the July issue of the Space Review would hold a startling revelation, is what he said. Okay. Okay. That startling revelation never appeared in print, so. What? That's that's a little sad. No! Uh, Mm. uh, I hate it here. I'm so sorry. I also... He- I think Bender hates it here, but yeah, here we are. Bender's probably not here anymore. He's not. He died in okay. 2016. Um, Damn, he lived for fucking ever. Holy he shit. He was 94. He a... Damn. Lived a good long life. Okay. So in July of 1953, Albert Bender was visited at his home by three men. <gasps> Bender stated, quote, all of them were dressed in black clothes. They looked like clergymen, but wore hats similar to the Homburg style. So that, that's kind of gross that he could, like, define what kind of hat it was. But, I don't yeah, like well, I mean, that was the time of hats were in style. I miss hats. They made it clear that he needed to halt all UFO work immediately. They went so far as to telepathically communicate, <gasps> stop, or else. So that's kind of fun. Oh! Gross. I don't like that. I don't like that one very much at all, actually. I wonder if well, the Men in Black formed because of him. I don't know. Because like, if Maybe. he was the first one to report it... Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe they had been stopping people from reporting it for a long time, and he's just the first person that didn't listen. Fair enough. Okay. I don't Mm -hmm. know. That's Mm -hmm. a possibility. Yeah. So they confiscated all the copies of the space review he had, and everything else that was UFO-related that he had in his home.
1: Oh, so if he did take pictures of
0: the LMS, they were gone. Yep. Damn. That day... The yellow fog appeared in all of his upstairs room at rooms and his attic. So the floor below the attic and the attic were both just full of this fucking yellow smoke, right? Kay. I don't like that very much. No. Because I don't understand it.
1: Hesitance
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, as as it to go, yes. Right. So after the men left, Bender said that he was scared to death and he was so scared he could not eat for several days. Yep. They would continue to visit him throughout the rest of his life. This oh. was not the only time. Oh, shit. Yep. So that's gross. I didn't like that. A year and a half after creating the International Flying Saucer Bureau, Albert Bender disbanded it. Almost immediately after the interaction with the Men in Black. The final issue of the Space Review was released in October of 1953, and it contained a cryptic message. Quote, The mystery of the flying saucers is no longer a mystery. The source is already known, but any information about it this is being withheld by orders of a higher source. We would like to print the full story in space review, but because the nature of the information we have been advised in the negative, we advise those engaged in saucer work to be very cautious. End quote. Oh. Gross. Oh man. Oh gross. man.
1: That means he fucking knows
0: more and can't he tell. Mm-hmm. Ugh! Yeah, I wonder what they did to him to keep him from telling. Because it's that I mean, or it- else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'd, I'd be a little fucked up.
1: Uh yeah. If, if, right if right someone like up. Jesus in my head was like, "Or else," be like, "Yep. Okay, done." You got yep. it. Yep. Done. Anything you want. Take whatever the fuck you want. Just don't do
0: that again. Do you like Eggo waffles? I got some. What's a pop tarts Oh, what the fuck. Okay. So Bender moved from this city and never returned. He also abandoned his UFR research completely after publishing a book uh, later on called The Flying Saucers and the Three Men before he passed away at the age of 94 in 2016. His house in Connecticut, which was 784 Broad Street, no longer stands. It was demolished in 1954. Why? To make way for the federally constructed Connecticut Thruway. Oh, okay. Interesting, isn't it? Weird. A year yeah. after... All of this happened. The government pays for a brand new highway right through his house. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's just that's just a little weird. So now here are some more personal experiences. Well, the second one that I think is actually pretty pretty interesting. Yes. Yes. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. So in 1947, this. this one came out. Like it it happened pre um, the one with Bender. Okay. But it. Ha- like, it happened before, but it was reported after Bender reported. Okay. So, Harold Dahl and Fred Kriesman saw several weird, sh- like, eight, eight is what they said, eight weird disc shapes, light things in the sky in uh, Mari Island, Washington in 1947. Washington State? Yes. Okay. Washington State. They reported the sightings to a friend or, like, an acquaintance of theirs, uh, Kenneth Arnold, who was mm-hmm. a pilot who also had seen the several sh- dish-shaped lights in the sky the same night, Bruh, That's
1: in the yep. fucking majestic twelve. That's the one Damn I was right. talking about. I oh knew my it. god!
0: That's why I was like, oh, oh, look at the- oh. <laughs> so, I did not. Okay. All right. Cool. Wild. On the same page. That's crazy. It, it's that's fucking nuts, actually. So Dahl saw one of the objects drop a substance that resembled lava into their boat. It struck and broke a man's arm and killed a dog that was on the boat. Oh my God! Yes. What? So, that happened, and they told Arnold about it. That same night, they were approached by a one man, a man in black, who walked up to them and said, "Nothing strange happened here tonight. Don't talk about it or else," and left. So that's weird because it's, it's one dude. It was dude. one. Okay, that's weird. So Arnold felt that the story had to have had some sort of merit to it because both the dudes were so spooked. So he reported the incident. An investigation was started by police out of California who drove up to check on it and see what was going on. Yeah. The metal objects were discovered to be aluminum and not of interest. So they were like, oh, Arnold, you got fooled, man. So they just didn't tell him. And then they left. On the way back to California, they died in a car crash. <gasps> so that was never like finalized. It was so then the FBI took over and the FBI started their investigation and concluded that the sightings was a hoax in their files, which I have a picture of. It might be okay. the same files you were talking about, actually, because it does look like that photocopied thing and parts of it are redacted. Right. But one part that's not is Dahl stated if questions by the authorities, he was going to say it was a hoax because he did not want any further trouble over the matter. So Dahl was like, nah, man, you guys are here. It didn't fucking happen. We made it up because he didn't want any more trouble. What
1: well, oh. fucking trouble was he in? What trouble? Who was given trouble? I'm so concerned. I know so so wait, so the substance mm-hmm. that was uh, almost equivalent to lava mm-hmm. that was molten dropped. metal basically M- molten metal, okay mm-hmm. it, it broke his aluminum apparently so it
0: broke a dude's arm yes. And they killed a dog. Yes, on the ship because they were on a boat. Well, I'm just wondering if it was molten metal. How the fuck did it break someone's arm? I don't know. I mean, I I would feel like it wouldn't break your arm. It would just fucking melt melt your arm off. Right. Right. So okay, okay. We might cover that incident sometime in the future. I wanted to like just quickly skim over it so it wasn't so much of the notes. But that's a thing that happened. Okay. Okay. That was kind of gross and interesting.
1: Yeah. I've never
0: heard of that incident before,
1: so interesting.
0: Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. Okay. Now, my third story. Yes. Dr. Robert Hopkins was working as a consultant on a UFO case in Maine. Ah, yes. Maine. This one, yes. So this story is fucking wild. So he received a phone call from somebody um, that said that they were uh, an activist in the UFO community asking him if he could visit... Like, he could come over and visit Hopkins to discuss the case. Okay. What was the case? The the UFO case, right? So this other dude that's, like, in the community is like, hey, man, can I come over and us, like, have some tea and shoot the shit and talk about some alien shit? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So we're, we're just shooting the shit about yeah. UFOs. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, right. gotcha, Like, we're just, we're going to discuss the UFO case, see what's going on. Like, basically what we're doing right now. Yeah. Except after he got off the phone, the men in black arrived, like, two minutes in- later. Instant... Uh, it, 2 minutes later. Holy fuck. So one man was wearing a black suit and a black tie, had a v- this this is descriptors from this guy's story, had okay. very unusual facial appearances. He had no hair, he had no eyebrows, and he was extremely pale. Hopkins' dog began barking erratically the minute the man entered the home. After the bizarre v- visitor was finished questioning him about the UFO case, the visit got even stranger. And this is how this is, like, a big, like, quote section here. Did he Did he ask for ketchup for his, On his apple? apple? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. The man in black informed Hopkins that there were two coins in Hopkins' pocket, which was correct. And asked do him- How you know that? Oh, that's something I didn't tell you. I fucked up. Wait a minute. Back the fuck up. I just- What? Okay. I'll, I'll explain this and then read this in a second. So, okay. the way the men in black get your emotional buy-in when they're like, hey- we know what the fucking alien shit you're looking into. They will give you an in-depth description of everything that you know about the case that you maybe haven't even told anybody else. So okay. they'll come into your house and be like, "Hey, so we know that you're looking into this whole thing, and like tell you every minutia that you know, just to show, hey, we know as much or more about it than you do." Fucking quit. So that's okay gross and spooky, and I don't like it. I don't like that. Yeah. So ugh. okay. So back to this little story dealio. Okay. So the man in black informed Hopkins that there were two coins in Hopkins' pocket, which of course Hopkins knew he had two coins in his pocket. The man in black asked, hey, can you take one of those coins out? So Hopkins did, held the coin, a shiny new penny in the palm of his hand. The man in black told Hopkins to watch the coin closely. After a few moments, the coin took on a silvery appearance and then appeared to be out of focus then it began to fade and eventually disappeared altogether while it's sitting in his hand Ugh. what in the penis uh-huh the man in black informed hopkins that the coin would never be seen quote on this plane again end quote plane plane, plane of existence excuse me yeah excuse me tell me tell me what other what? fucking plane there is that's not here i want to go <laughs> <laughs> shadow plane Not there. Not there. (laughs) He then inquired as to whether Hopkins was familiar with the alleged UFO abductee Barney Hill.
1: Remember Barney Hill? Yeah. Yeah. Where they
0: talk shit about the fucking UFO. It was like, you bitch were coming. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Hopkins replied that he'd heard of Hill, but was under the impression that he had died in the not too distant past. The man in black informed Hopkins that that was correct. Quote, Barney didn't have a heart, said the man in black, just like you no longer have a coin. End quote. <gasps> so it should be noted that Barney Hill didn't actually die of a cerebral hemorrhage, not of anything necessarily heart related, although it is still throwing a clot. But anyway, the Men in Black then gently suggested that Hopkins destroy any material that he had related to the UFO case. Hopkins extremely freaked the fuck out followed the advice of the man, and burned every single file that he had related to the case. When yes, sir. He... <laughs> right. When Would he... you like an Eggo waffle on the way out, too? <laughs> Here's an Eggo waffle and some peanut butter. Maybe some ketchup? I don't know what you like. <laughs> I'm so grossed out. So while he had repeated phone troubles after that, he never saw the man again. Never again. And he even would like call the phone company and was like, hey, I'm having phone trouble. And they're like, there's literally nothing wrong with your phone. Like absolutely nothing wrong with it. And he even asked them, do you think my phone's tapped? And they were like, no, nothing's wrong with your phone. So that's kind of gross. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like it. All right. Oh the, next my God. One, the next story is a photo. So I'm going to need you to go to my notes and look at it. Oh, OK. okay Let me know go. when you're there. I'm going to okay. go ahead and I'm start gonna... the story. You, you, yeah, you start I'm right here. <laughs> so here we go. Jim Templeton was shocked to discover this figure in the background of a photo of his daughter.
1: We covered this. Did we? In another episode, yes. Did we? Yes. Man. No, it's okay. Go ahead. We didn't cover this in
0: another episode. Go ahead. It's fun. So he took a picture of his daughter. There's a dude standing in the background of his photo. (sighs) I'm so sorry. We did not cover
1: this in episode we cover this after an episode <gasps> you're right shit okay. yes okay
0: Here but no no you you go ahead go ahead all right perfect so he took the film because when he looked at it there was nobody like when he looked up from the camera and looked like oh there's nobody next to my daughter what the fuck the film was verified as authentic by Kodiak, yes. and the Templeton story went public. So, of course, very big story. Not long after, he was visited by two government agents who referred to themselves as number nine and number ten. I don't like that. Oh! Uh, that fits within Ew. twelve as well. Like, twelve oh, agents. That's fa- and, I mean, they're always that, in twos, right? Or threes, that all- which are divisible. That's, um... Gross. Actually... I hate that. Yeah, but also,
1: <laughs> but also, I hate that because the Men in Black also gives themselves letters, so it's funny that they give themselves numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you didn't describe the picture for the listeners. Oh. I don't think so. So basically, it's an open plane, and it's obviously a picture like what is this? Like the fifties, forties, fifties? Yeah, uh, it's a colored picture, but like it's a little girl in like a flower dress, right? And she's in an open plane. She's in an absolutely open plane. Yes. And right behind her head looks like a man in a white spacesuit and a black visor just standing behind her, probably like 10, 10 20 feet, 15, yes. 20 feet behind her. Ugh. And it's like, but like the, the child's up close to the camera and then the person's farther mm-hmm. back. So, like, obviously the, the, the man's not like creeping on the kid, but like, that's a man in a spacesuit. 110. Like, that is an arm, that's a head, that's a chest. There's the other arm, there's an elbow. I don't like That's a like person.
0: It. It's not a it's cloud. Okay, gross. go ahead. Yes. Very gross, and it makes me unhappy. Okay, so go so, ahead. Sorry. You're fine. Uh, so number nine and number 10 is where we were. So they demanded to see the site of the photo and question Templeton about the event. So they were like, hey, take us to where you took the picture. Tell us everything. Which is like, an open fucking field. Right. Like, show us where your daughter was. Show us where the guy was. Like, the whole nine yards. Like, recreate it for me. Ugh. When Templeton told them he didn't see the figure personally, the man became angry. So they were like, oh, you didn't see him with your own fucking eyes? And then they got mad. They stormed out of the field and they never came back. So he only saw them the once. And when he said, oh, yeah, no, I just saw him in the picture. I didn't see him in real life. They got mad and laughed. Templeton was later contacted by two employees at a mince- missile launch pad in Australia, who claimed that they saw two figures that resembled the man in his daughter's photo on a launch pad security footage. Didn't didn't um w- didn't the Men in Black also
1: nine and ten also ask where's the second one? Oh, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. the like because you, you said the austrian pad um, had two of the guys, and there's only yeah. one in this picture.
0: And the Men in Black were asking where's the second guy. Okay. Yeah, I think yes. I think you're right. So apparently the missiles at the site in Australia had been produ or the, the ba, 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 ba. Yeah. The missiles at the site in Australia had been produced only 20 miles away from the field where Templeton took the photo. So this was in Australia. No. I said Australia. You're fine. No, the they were the missiles were actually like produced, like manufactured 20 miles oh. away from the field. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. wait. Does that make more sense? <laughs> No. Okay. Well. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Okay. So yeah. the missiles. Yes. The missiles were 20 miles from the field that the photo was taken. But but in Australia where the yes. missiles were
0: delivered. Yes. They were like, Kay. hey, we got videos of two of those guys on our launch pad. Just walking Why? around. Yeah. So that's kind of gross and weird. I don't like it. I don't know what it means, but I don't like it. All right. So this last one. I mm-hmm. think you might enjoy because I feel like I'm gonna enjoy just saying it again. To be honest. Okay. So you know who Dan Aykroyd is, right? Eh, the name sounds familiar. Okay, well he he's a famous person, right? Okay, that's what I thought. So but he h- has how is he has he famous? He's an actor. He's an actor. Yeah, absolutely an up. actor. I think so. I have to look it up. Are you keep talking? What's his okay. name again? Right. Dan Aykroyd. Okay. A y k r o y d. So he has come forward with his story about how he was taping a show about the paranormal. Oh, yeah! fucking Ghostbusters. Are you yeah. me? Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Fuck. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> You're fine. I don't Jesus. know people's names very well. It's fine. Yeah. So he was taping a show about the paranormal and aliens and other things that are associated with the paranormal. And right. he stepped outside to take a phone call from from who he says was britney spears who was asking him to appear on snl with her when he noticed a black ford parked across the street a tall man it's britney bitch (laughs) beautiful okay so a tall man stepped out of the ford like walked like stared at him like stared at dan aykroyd like right in the face Android okay. turned away for a, um, a second and then turned back around, and the man in the car completely fucking vanished. Excuse the fuck out of me. Yep. What he was did he not hear still on the leave? Was he was he still yeah. on the phone with Brittany? He, he was still like, is Brittany bitch like talking to her? And he turned around, and the fucking car was gone. That's gross. I don't like it. Okay. So after he finished his phone call, he returned into the studio to learn that his show had been canceled, and he was like immediately ordered to stop filming oh my fucking god uh-huh and he what has the- talked about this on like talk shows like what big thing what show was going that deep that the man of black showed up i don't
1: fucking know it's it's almost like if a show gets or if like a topic any person show whoever mm-hmm. gets close to a two like gets too close right like to a topic specifically yeah like they're about to like figure it out it's like when that's
0: when they show up Yes. I hate it. It's gross. So some people doubt his claim, but Aykroyd says, quote, I know what I saw and maintains that there was some kind of connection between these men in black and the end of his paranormal show. So that's gross. That's disgusting. Like that. Yeah, that's fucking... Ugh. So these are all older instances of men in black. I did find a book that I really want to read and maybe uh-huh. do some Patreon episodes on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tell me. Uh, written by UFOlogist... Nick Redfern, Redfern, out of the UK, titled "The Real Men in Black," that tells several reports, uh, visit like reported visits in the recent years. Uh huh. So,
1: and that's Uh the Men in Black.
0: They're Uh, gross and scary. The Real Men in Black by Nick Redfern. It is
1: yes, that fellow. Fifteen dollars and some odd change. Fifteen doll hairs. Doll hairs.
0: But yeah, here we are. So that's the Men in Black and how it relates to, um. MJ-12. Yeah.
1: Majestic 12. The Majestic 12. Or MJ-12. I mean, you were right. No. So.
0: I couldn't remember the word, but I remembered the acronym, and then it helped me remember the word. So here we That's are. That's all right. There we are. Ooh. Okay. So that was a that was a good. I'm so
1: glad that Blake helped me pick out that topic, because that went me too. very well together. I'm glad
0: we did this one. This one was great. Cool. What, this? Episode 27? Yes, I don't know. 27. This is a lot of fucking episodes.
1: Yes. <clears throat> we're so. getting there, and then we have episode 30. Ooh! Because it's, it's a ten, so we that's got a special. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We got another uh, spooky corner coming up, so that's that's already in the works. That's gonna be recorded not this weekend, but next weekend. I'm so excited! Yes, so that's it's gonna, gonna be, be really cool. Okay, cool. All right, All right beautiful. So I. Uh, I forgot what our ending was. <laughs> our ending. Um, all right. So if you want to check, I, it's God. I've it's been okay. a day. It's fine. It's, it's been, been a week. minute since we recorded, and I've done a whole yeah. lot between last time we recorded and today. So if yes. you want to check us out and see kind of what we're doing, check out our other episodes, see our faces, read our little Ooh. biopsies, um, leave a leave a suggestion of a topic. topic that you want us to cover. Check out our it's website www You can also follow along on our. Social medias at yes.
0: H-H-I-B-K-H podcast
1: on Sorry, Twitter. Sorry, my brain's
0: running low.
1: Yeah, I can also see the reflection of your cell phone in your glasses, you butthole. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost done. <laughs> um, You're doing great. So if you get on Twitter, you'll get Zoe. If you get on Instagram, you get me. We've been a little bit slow because I've got my whole job thing, and then Zoe's mm-hmm. got really a shit show disaster of a um, semester with Woo. COVID and snow. So that's fun. so Snowvid. It's great. Stop it. <laughs> We're getting another winter storm tonight. How exciting! Because <laughs> we've only had enough of this bullshit. So
0: it's gonna be weird. Weirdly
1: enough, I have more snow than you. I'm in Nashville, and you're in Yeah, that's,
0: that's really weird. weird. We, have a, we weird. have a lot of ice coming, and I'm sure the power is gonna go out again. So I'm glad we got this done. So yeah, yeah. we had that little glitch,
1: but we we power through it. Woo! Okay, cool. All right. Beautiful. So, is there anything else? Uh, no. Okay, cool. I don't think so. All right. So until next time, haunt her.
0: I barely know her! Or her cousin George. Stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna build a whole fuck. <laughs> I gotta turn the thing. <laughs>